0: Welcome to another exciting episode of the 2% Solution Podcast, the show that's all about transforming your life, one episode at a time. I'm your host, Diamond Well, and today, we have a special treat for you. We're diving into the top 10 most asked questions I've encountered as a fitness expert, trainer, and coach. I've been doing this for 30 years, so you can imagine, pretty much heard it all. But these 10 questions are the ones I hear most often. So get ready for some deep insights, data-backed answers, and, you know, a little dash of humor here and there. So to start off, picture yourself in a bustling park on a sunny day. You're surrounded by people from all walks of life, each with their unique stories, their unique questions, and unique aspirations. As you sip your green smoothie, you overhear someone whisper, "How do I get motivated to exercise. Ah, that's where we come in to answer the most pressing questions about fitness and health. So question number one, how do I get motivated to exercise? Well, if you didn't hear last week's episode that talked all about that one little thing that we all want more of, motivation, I'm going to get into a shorter version of the answer today to answer this question. You see, motivation is like a spark, and it can be ignited in many ways but the key is finding your why. Imagine fitness as your superhero cake. Each workout gets you one step closer to saving the day. For example, set a specific goal, like running a 5K charity race for a cause you're passionate about. Having a purpose can be a powerful motivator, also a great way to keep you accountable. Now question two, what's the best diet for weight release? Notice I didn't say weight loss. Weight release. Why do we release weight? Because we say, bye-bye, bye-bye, wait, I don't want you coming back. Because when you lose stuff, inevitably, you try to find it again, right? Think about losing your keys. Everyone hates losing their keys. So subconsciously, we're so used to losing stuff and wanting to find it again. So remember, weight release. So what's the best diet for weight release? There's no one-size-fits-all answer. Think of it as assembling a puzzle. A balanced diet with a calorie deficit is like finding the perfect piece. It fits right in. Now, to implement this, focus on portion control and tracking your daily calorie intake, at least for just a few weeks. You know, I'm not a big believer in always counting calories. My goodness, that would be such a drain. But when you self-educate and you become mindful and you just do the exercise, you use a a free app like MyFitnessPal as an example, track what you're putting into your body for a couple weeks. It will give you an idea of what's trending. (laughs) It might put some sense into why you're seeing certain trends or lack thereof. But also, it just makes you extremely mindful to be able to look at food in a much more educated and and thoughtful way, especially as it relates to yourself and your own health. So apps and tools, they can help you stay on track and make informed choices and decisions. But don't rely on those, you know, because once you learn how to fuel yourself to thrive rather than simply get by and survive, you can't unlearn that. Now, moving on to question three. How do I get rid of stubborn belly fat? Now, that stubborn belly fat, we we all have a story to tell, don't we? Stress, though, is probably the biggest and number one villain here. Releasing hormones that love to hang out in your midsection. Cortisol is a prime one. And cortisol is a good steroid, okay? It's a a hormone, I should say. But um, we also see people get cortisol shots, usually to help with dealing with excess inflammation and, and sometimes chronic pain or pain. And and so here's the thing, cortisol is a wonderful hormone and it does have this dampening effect when it comes to pain and it, and it helps us really um, amp up when we need to amp up. But the problem is if we're always amped and that hormone doesn't get regulated and doesn't reduce, especially like during sleep periods or rest and recovery phases, well, then we're operating high all the time. And a telltale sign is this sort of retention of midsection belly fat, especially in guys. We see it really prominently. It's like, oh, you got the best looking four pack on the planet, but what's up with the last two? Well, and it's like, no matter what you do, it doesn't seem to go away. Chances are it's cortisol. So meditate, sleep, and let that stress evaporate. Implement stress reduction techniques like meditation or yoga into your daily routine. It not only helps with fat release, but it also promotes overall well-being. Question four, I mean, is cardio or strength t- training better for weight release, right? I hear this all the time. People are like, should I work out and do weights or should I you know, just do a bunch of cardio? What's going to be better for me releasing weight? And I'm always like, you're right. <laughs> you know, Both are good, okay? You need a bit of both because it's like having two trusty sidekicks. Strength training builds muscle, which is, quite frankly, your metabolism's best friend. And while calorie uh, burns through cardio, right? Like we, we know we burn a lot of calories on cardio during a workout. That's also great. But they make a dynamic duo. Implements a team that is somewhat balanced between doing both of those, but also encourages regular mobility. So strength, cardio... Both are fantastic, and if you're improving your body in that way that you can move your body through space, gosh, you're going to be all the better for it. So, for example, aim for three days of strength training and maybe two days of cardio if you're going to do five days a week. But again, you know, too much structure at times can be overwhelming and limiting. Listen to your body. Be mindful. Start with just 30 minutes a day. Get out for a brisk walk. Maybe do a few push-ups, sit ups and squats, right? Very simple body weight-based movements that are scalable for all fitness levels. If you're unclear of that, I've got a bunch of example programs on my website, diamondwell.com. I'll be sure to link to those in the show notes today as well, just to give you some simple templates to follow and you can plug and play. Remember, just set aside 30 minutes a day and prioritize some fitness into your life. You will benefit and your body's going to love you for it. And you'll start to see things naturally improve just as a result of that shift. Question five, can I still enjoy my favorite foods and release weight? I hear this like all the time, all the time. Can I still enjoy my favorite foods? You know, because if I eat them, I'm going to put weight on. And and you know what? Fair enough. But you overeat anything and it's going to cause a weight shift. Okay. So, you know, this idea of applying good and bad, uh, it really brings a lot of morality into the conversation of food. Try to keep morality out of this, you know? Because what happens is we we label food. Oh, this is not a good food. It's a food I love, but it's not good for me. It's a bad food for me. Well, inevitably, we like to do things that make us feel good. Right? I like cheesecake, even though I know dairy's not the best for me. I know it affects my inflammation levels. Man, I love cheesecake. And I don't think in my head, oh, cheesecake's bad for me. It's bad. I don't eat it. Because I do like to enjoy it every once in a while. Maybe every three or four months, I'll have an opportunity to have a piece of cheesecake. And I have it, you know? And I own that decision. and I love that decision. I have no qualms about it. But are you that clear with yourself when it comes to giving yourself that opportunity to just enjoy the decision that you're making? Because once you've made it, you can't go back on it. And this is where we create a lot of this sort of self-doubt. And we get sort of these negative emotions. We start to beat ourselves like, oh my gosh. Oh, how would I do this to myself again, right? And and so when we apply this good or bad label, inevitably it starts to make us feel the same, way, you know. And so keep in mind, food is food, right? But obviously, certain foods might be a little bit better at helping you maintain a certain direction when it comes to setting goals and achieving goals. But at the end of the day, food is food. So let's let's just clarify on this before we move on. You know, can I still enjoy my favorite foods and release weight? Well, absolutely you can, okay? Think of it as a treasure hunt. Moderation and portion control are your maps. You can savor the flavors without overindulging. Implement mindful eating by savoring each bite and paying attention to those hunger cues. Allow yourself occasional treats within your calorie budget. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's life. You got to enjoy it, okay? But again... Play within that range and you'll be fine. Now, question six, what's the best time to work out? Morning or evening? Well, I tell this to everybody, wherever you can get it. Okay? Like, don't let me yourself. Like, if I can't do workout in the morning, I'm not going to work out. Oh, That's the problem, right? Because imagine it's like setting a date with yourself. It's more about the commitment than watching the clock. Choose a time that fits your schedule and stick to it, just like you would for a coffee date with a friend. Implement consistency by scheduling your workouts at the same time each day if you can, and whether it's morning or evening, don't worry about it. Just consistently follow through on that commitment. I know with myself and my own schedule, because it does fluctuate quite a bit, I'll have certain weeks where I only work out in the mornings, and I'll have certain weeks I work out only later afternoons. I rarely work out in the evenings anymore, I, I don't know must be my age now because I get so amped up after a workout. I find it really hard to get to sleep. Um, but if I do it in the afternoon, it's fine. But I've had to figure out what works best for me. And I know either early morning or early uh, to mid-afternoon is the ideal for me. And that's when I feel best when I work out. So my question to you is, when do you feel best when you work out? And if you're not sure of that yet, then just build the consistency of working out daily or being daily, moving our bodies with purpose daily. Cause that's a wonderful place to begin. And then just see how things unfold from there. Don't worry about nighttime or daytime or what time. Just get. Now, question seven sort of follows the last question. And it's how many days a week should I exercise? Well, the sweet spot is around three to five for most people. And why I say three to five is it gives you enough consistency. Enough inputs, right? Because to see the results, which are the outputs, we got to start to weigh, well, what are we putting in to that, right? So if you think about ourselves, we got certain things that we do, those actions, well, are those creating the results that we look for or that we're striving for? And I find that if you can do three to five days of intentional exercise or doing something that gets that heart rate up and builds some strength and endurance, you're going to see some good stuff happen, okay? It's like planting a garden consistency and care lead to the most beautiful blooms it's about progress not perfection so implement a realistic workout schedule that you can maintain consistently start with three days a week and then gradually build up from there question eight is it too late to start exercising in my 40s my 50s or beyond no it's never too late to join a fitness party okay like Did you know that exercise can improve your life, even if you're in your 90s? Imagine it as a timeless dance, and that keeps you moving forward. Implement a tailored exercise program that considers your age and fitness level. Consult a fitness professional for guidance. I mean, if you're looking for help with this, reach out to me. I'd love to help you. Doesn't matter the age. Every decade, I've been asking myself again, can I be the healthiest version of me at the age I am now? That number changes every year. But you know what? My intentionality at trying to honor my health and well-being, it doesn't change. And I can honestly say at 47, I'm the fittest I've ever been in my life. Fitter than when I was 27, fitter than when I was 37. I like to call it a little bit more wisdom. Uh, We'll call it that. But I've had to adapt how I train. But you know what? I seek progress, not perfection. And it's been working pretty well. So I invite you. Can you adopt that same sort of philosophy or intention? No, you can't. And watch out. Good things will happen. Now, next question sort of piggies back. again some of these time-based questions is, but back to motivation a little bit. But I know our lives are full, right? Not busy. Life doesn't get busy anymore. Life gets full. I'll explain in a second. But the question is, how can I stay motivated when life gets busy? I hear that term a lot. So my first invitation to everybody is, Rather than thinking that life is busy and that oh my goodness look at my badge of honor on my chest you see what it says yeah it says don't talk to me I'm so busy mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and believe me there's about 20 years of my life I wore a big badge and I had the T-shirt too okay I, I prided myself I thought the busier I was the more important I would be seen as and and I realized holy smokes it brought so much anxiety and stress for me and uh, often I just found myself using the busy excuse as an excuse. To to basically get myself out of other commitments or rearrange commitments or simply to give myself an excuse for not getting something done. So I didn't like that. I didn't like that I was using busy as an excuse. But what I started to realize after my wife challenged me one day, you know, she had this concept about this idea of, well, well, rather than feeling like you're so busy, what if you just decide to fill your days a little differently? Me. Well, if you're intentional with the things that you do, The people you connect with, you know, this really the life that you're living, every commitment that you make, because remember, we don't try to manage time, but we do try to manage commitments. If you start managing those commitments with a lot more intentionality, you're now filling your days. You're not just feeling like you're busy. You're actually doing the things that you want to be doing that you enjoy doing. It was a bit of a paradigm shift. I know it's a bit of language, but it brings with it a lot of different intentionality as well. So I invite you, you know, think about that. But to get back to the question, if we reframe it, how can I stay motivated when life gets really full? Well, life's a roller coaster, right? Think of motivation as your co-pilot. Have a trusty workout buddy who reminds you of your goals. If you don't have a workout buddy or you find that the workout buddy maybe is relying on you more than you're relying on him or her or they, all good. That's when you hire a coach. You get a mentor. Hello, I'm here. You know, reach out if you have a question. I'd happy to help. Or I can also make some introductions to amazing coaches and mentors in different areas, and I'd love to introduce you. But here we go. Implement a flexible workout routine that adapts to your busy, aka full schedule. Short, intense workouts can be just as effective. But the key to everything, whether it's a long workout or a shorter workout, just remember it's the consistency beats perfection every day of the week. If you're consistently having some outputs, you know, you're putting some energy out, you're replenishing that energy with something good, great things are going to, believe me, and it can happen very quickly. All right, we're getting to the last question. Question 10. What's the secret to staying committed long-term? It's a good question, isn't it? Now, it's not normally phrased that way, but there's a lot of times I have people ask me, it's like, how do I just stay committed to being healthy? <laughs> you know, like, what do I got to do? Is there, there's a secret pillar a handshake, or is there, there's a club that I can be a part of? Like, oh, geez, well, you know, it, it, it's kind of like writing a best selling novel. Each workout is a chapter in your success story. Implement a mindset shift by viewing exercise, not as a, right now, not as a next week, not as a last week, but as a lifelong journey. Embrace those highs, but also equally embrace the lows and just celebrate your progress along the way. Because it's not really a destination that you arrive at ever. Because fitness is just the activity. It's the lifestyle that supports those healthy aspects of who we are, allowing us to continuously show up as that version of us that we're most proud of. But also that version of us that can handle the hard stuff, the challenging moments, those lows, because we've been working on the resiliency that comes with our commitment to health. It's a byproduct. You can't get away with it. People that are extremely healthy are more resilient. We've seen this. just came through a pandemic. We saw a lot of certain populations that were compromised immunity, compromised health, that were really affected deeply by that virus. And so we have to take these sort of things into account. So remember, brace the highs and lows and celebrate the progress along the way. So there you got it. Got it. Have it. In proper English, I imagine my mom's probably correcting me right now. She's listening to this episode. So answers to the top 10 questions that have been burning in your mind. Remember, the journey to a healthier you is not about perfection. It's about progress. And as you navigate the maze of fitness, just keep moving forward. Don't wait for motivation to find you. Create it. You hold the pen to write your fitness story. Whether you're starting fresh or you're on a lifelong journey, remember that every step and every effort counts. The key is just to keep showing up for yourself. Believe in your ability to change and you'll surprise yourself with that, that you can achieve. If you found value in today's episode, I'd be absolutely thrilled if you could leave us a review, subscribe for more motivating content, and of course, please do share this episode with just one friend or family member, somebody that you're like, you know what? Someone needs to hear this today because you got value from it and you know in your mind somebody else that could get some value from some of the things I shared because together we can inspire change one workout at a time. So thanks for joining us on the 2% Solution Podcast. Until next time, keep moving, stay motivated, and remember... You have the power to transform your life. And don't let anybody tell you anything otherwise. See you next week.